Okay, that was weak. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> All right, now you're talking. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> good, glad you guys are with us today, uh, either in person or online, as we uh, kind of uh, wrap up 2020. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we are, this is our last Sunday of 2020, and so we are going to ask for some permission to do things a little bit different today. Uh, a lot of times the last Sunday of the year, we like to, to do a little bit more experiential sort of service, and, uh, and so we're going to encourage you uh, to, to kind of just participate with us. And if you are online, uh, I would encourage you to do the same, to, to participate in whatever way you can and I'll kind of talk about that as we go through a little bit. But today, we're going to do a bunch of things. We're going to have some prayer. We're going to have an opportunity for communion, uh, an opportunity to kind of receive from the Lord, to give back to the Lord, a bunch of different things that we're going to do. But again, I would just encourage you, it'll be different. It'll be, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. Everybody say, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So it's going to do a little different. But uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come into this with a heart that's just open to the Lord. That just says, God, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want... What do, you, what, what do you have for me today? And just kind of come with a heart like that. And I think God has good stuff in store for us today. I'm going to read a passage and make a couple comments. And then we're going to kind of, uh, I'm going to highlight a, a, a different section of the passage. And then we're going to have a response uh, to that. And so we've got three different kind of things that we're going to do this morning. The passage is from Isaiah 43 uh, in, in the first part of 44. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. Isaiah 43, starting with verse 15. You can also find it on the Ignite Church app under notes. It's there uh, if you want to refer to that or refer to it later. And also it'll be up on the screen. So follow along with me. Listen to this. It says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Hit the pause button for one second. You know what he's talking about? Exodus, right? right? It's, it's, it's when uh, the people of Israel, God's people, have been living as slaves in Egypt, and, and they've been crying out to the Lord, and the Lord answers, and he sets them free. And they, it's a whole huge um, story. You should read it in Exodus. It's awesome. It's an amazing story of God's work and power and everything else. But he eventually leads the people out. Pharaoh finally says, uncle, right, to God and says, I will let them go. So they, they walk out to the Red Sea. They're free. They're walking out. And Pharaoh changes his mind, right, and says, psyche. And he kind of <laughs> comes charging in with his armies. And he's going to either wipe them out or, or drag their butts back to slavery. Like, this is what's happening. And God decides to bust in again and he parts the Red Sea, right? And the people of God walk through on dry ground. And Pharaoh and his troops say, well, hey, we, I mean, if they can do it, then we can do it too, right? And so he, they start marching their army into the, into the sea. And God's like, no, my people are done. I, I'm, I'm out. And, and the, the people that were coming after were going to destroy God's people are no more. He wipes them out in one false swoop. Basically what God's saying here is he's saying to his people, he's saying, remember how I've been faithful to you in the past. Remember my work in the past, remember how I've been good to you again and again and again. I've saved you. I've rescued you. I've set you free. Let's go on. Uh, verse 18. Forget, or he says, yeah, he says basically, I was faithful to you then. I'll be faithful to you in the future. Verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And I think that's a good word. He's not talking about don't forget his faithfulness. He's talking about forget the, the old habits and ruts and stuff from the past, the ways you used to live. He's saying forget the former things and do not dwell in the past. A good word for 2020. Amen? 
He's basically saying, forget the former things and look ahead because I have something in store for you that you can't even imagine. Verse 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the, we- in the wasteland or in the desert. I'm, I'm bringing streams to the desert. The wild animals honor me and the jackals and the owls. He's saying others will benefit because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the desert to give drinks to give a drink to my people my chosen the people i formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise verse 22 yet you have not called on me jacob and you have not wearied yourself for me israel god he's talking to god's people again you have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings nor honored me with your sacrifices he's talking about bringing offerings uh, back to god in worship he says i have not burdened you with grain offerings nor wearied you uh, with the demand for incense but you have not brought any fragrant calamus to me or lavished on me uh, even the fat of your sacrifices but what you have burdened me with you've burdened me with your sins and you'd wearied me with your offenses now keep 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 with me here verse 25 says but i don't know why you don't come back to me he's basically saying i even i am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I remember your sins no more. Review the past for me if you want. Let's argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. <laughs> yeah, don't do that with God. <laughs> First, we're going to jump ahead to verse, verse 1 of the next chapter. It says, but now listen, Jacob, my servant Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, he who formed you in the womb, and who will help you, do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Again, just different words, basically, for for God's people. Verse 3, I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like a poplar tree by flowing streams. And that's where we're going to end. So, Clear as mud? You guys with me? There's a ton in there. Actually, there's great stuff in there. I think we're going to have some fun today. Uh, I, I love how it kind of starts out just, the, just this imagery of saying, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past because I'm about to do a new thing. Can't you, don't you understand? Can't you see it coming on the horizon? By the way, beautiful sunrise this morning, and I was thinking about that as I was, as I was watching the sun coming up, and there's beautiful colors. God's kind of flexing a little bit on us there, just showing like his power and his glory. And it's like, it, it's the dawn of something. New. He's like, can't you perceive it? It's on the horizon. Can't you see it? Something new is coming. In all honesty, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but we've done a lot of dwelling on the past in 2020, have we not? We've been keeping score. In fact, every, pretty much every day on social media, I'll see people just rehearsing and replaying over and over all the bad things that have happened, right, in 2020. And we've, we've all been guilty of this. We, we turn on the news, and you, you hear it every day on the news. If you scroll through your social media feed, you'll hear it there. But we'll go through a little. We'll be like, well, there was COVID, right, first of all, just the fear and all that, and you could see it coming. Coming and it's coming and it's coming. Then there was the shutdown, right? And then and then uh, there was all that kind of stuff that went with there. There was a. Uh there was the rioting that happened, right? I mean, we kind of go through, then there was, then there was kind of another uh, kind of shutdown of sorts. Then there was the school shutting down and the, uh, I mean, all this kind of stuff back and forth. There was the election. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to, right? I mean, like, but we, we kind of keep rehearsing and replaying those things. Oh, it's been so bad. Then, I mean, 
I don't even know what happened with this, but at some point, wasn't there asteroids or something that were supposed to be coming? And bah, 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 bah. Like, I don't, I don't know, but like there's, like there's stuff that just keeps thrown out there. There's like end of the world kind of stuff, and we, we keep playing it and focusing on it again and again. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's, been, it's so easy for us, and maybe even our tendency to magnify, to kind of take our magnifying glass out and get a closer look at all the problems with the, with, with the world and all the fears and all the stuff going on, so much so that we don't magnify the Lord. And I think the Lord is saying here, I mean, he's saying, you know what? Forget the past. Let the past be the past. 2020 is what it is. Let's, let's celebrate God's goodness in it, and then let's cut it off and focus on what's said. Because the Lord's, the Lord's saying, he's saying to his people, he's saying, because I've got something new in store. I've got something better in store for you. It's nothing, and by the way, it's nothing new for God's people to live in a world where there's adversity, is there? It's nothing new. It's nothing new for there to be upheaval in our world. It's, uh, some of the specifications of it, like this year, have been a little different. But, but even if we're going to talk plagues or we're going to talk uh, sickness, disease, has there been disease that's made its way around the world before? Like sometimes in epic sort of proportions, and yet. Christ followers have flourished in those seasons. I mean, I love the imagery that gets used. It's like they've been like waters in the desert. There's like meadows, right, where, where grass just grows up or like trees that are planted by streams. Christ followers, people who are, who are focused in, on, in are magnifying the Lord and focusing in on him and drawing their strength and their life from him have been able to flourish even in hard seasons. So God says, you know what? Don't focus on the past. Don't get all bent out of shape and going back there. But instead, look to the future and follow me into what I have for you. And then he goes on and he kind of talks about some of this. He said, you know, the problem is, is, as we're talking about the past, he said, you've been so focused on all those other things and you've kind of gone back and tried to take matters into your own hands. And he kind of starts going some kind of calling out Israel a little bit, calling out God's people. He says, you know, where's your head? What have you been thinking? Why are you so focused back there? He's like, in fact, if we want to paint a picture of reality here, you haven't really been praying to me. You haven't been seeking my face. You haven't been worshiping me. You haven't been pursuing me. You haven't been bringing me offerings or tithes. You, you just haven't dwelt in my presence. You know what you have done, God says? sinned, right? You've sinned. He said, you've kind of gone your own way. You've turned away from me and gone your own way. He's like, think about where this is going. This is not going to lead to where you want it to go. And he says, if you don't believe me, he said, we can actually hit the pause button. Let's kind of review together if you'd like. We can, you, you can plead your case that you're innocent. No, you've been doing it right. He's like, but God's kind of like saying, yeah, but we're kind of both there, right? Like, I, I kind of know what's going on. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. You can't explain it away. I know what you've been doing. I know you've kind of gone back to some of the ruts of your past. You've kind of gone back to just kind of coasting through life, or maybe you've gotten trapped again and enslaved again by some of those things in the past that you thought you were freed from. That's where you've been going. That's what you've been doing. Instead, he says, man, if you would just turn back to me, and I love the way he says this. He just says, remember, basically, I am the God who blots out your transgressions, blots out your, your sins. I'm the, one, I'm the God who forgives your sins, and he says, and I do that because that's who I am, God says, because I am a forgiving and merciful and loving God. 
He's like, I'm not a tyrant. I'm not coming after you to whatever. He's like, I just, he goes, I just need you to see, don't stay stuck in the past. Don't keep going, you know, what is that? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and again, expecting different results, right? That, that kind of thing. He said, if you keep doing on this sinful merry-go-round and this doing life on your own kind of thing, how do you think it's going to go for you? Don't do it. Instead, turn back, God says. Turn back to me and find forgiveness and find grace. Let me blot out your sin. It's a picture of like having white carpet or something, light carpet and having wine or something spilt. And like somebody takes a towel and is able to just soak it up and soak it up until it's clean, until it's just like it was before, just like new. He's saying, I'm going to blot out your sins. I'm going to blot out your transgressions, those ways that... That, that you've ignored me, those ways that you've turned and gone your own way, those ways that you've taken matters into your own hands, whatever, those ruts or habits or addictions or whatever else. It's like, come back to me and let me wash and cleanse and make you new. There's something better. I have good plans in store for you as we move ahead, but they can't be realized if you're still stuck over here replaying the same pattern again and again and again. Cut that off. It's time to put that behind us and again magnify that. Put your eyes on me and come follow me. Come back to me, right? Receive my grace. Receive my forgiveness and let's walk into the into what's next together. You kind of see what he's saying? It's an amazing picture. I think it's a great picture for us, right? Uh, here at the end of 2020, looking to 2021 and uh, uh, just a, a reminder of saying, let's, let's, whatever was the past, right, whatever was this year, whatever, even, even whatever's happened in us, if we've kind of gotten sluggish or we've kind of grown cold spiritually, maybe, we, maybe our hearts have wandered from God a little bit or we've just kind of, maybe there's nothing like no big overt kind of sin, we're not, you know, whatever, but we've just sort of drifted, whatever it is, no matter how far from God we've strayed or how little it's an opportunity to come back to God and let him cleanse and restore and refresh and renew us and take us into 2021 clean. Well, our practice as a church, we like to do this either, either the last Sunday of the year or the first Sunday of the year, depending, is we like to celebrate communion together, right? And it's an, communion is just a reminder. It's an opportunity uh, to come and remember the sacrifice of Jesus. We talked about this on Christmas Eve a little bit, right? He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's the Savior that came to take our sin away by dying in our place on the cross, right? That's, that is what he came to do. And so uh, communion is just a reminder of that. In fact, Jesus says, I'll, I'll read it in a little bit, but Jesus says, uh, you know, uh, every time you 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 eat the bread every time you drink the cup. He says, remember me. Remember what I've done for you so that you can be forgiven. Remember the sacrifice that I paid so that you can be free. Remember and then live in that freedom. And so we say a lot of times the communion table is really a place. It's an opportunity for sinful people to come. In all honesty, I mean, the communion table is not a place for people that think they're all that. Right? It's not a place for people that think they've got all their stuff together. Because as God said, hey, do you want to play the innocence game? You can come and argue the case, but I'm there. Right? I see, I know what's going on in your heart and in your mind. And the reality is all of us are in the same boat. All of us have sinned. All of us in big ways or in little ways or any ways in between have turned to our own ways. 
we've acted out of selfishness, right? We've put ourselves first. We've done our own thing. We've wandered. We, we have not sought the Lord or prayed the way we ought to. We have, not, we have not followed or walked in his ways in the ways we ought to. We've missed the mark. And all of us are in need of his grace. And so Jesus gives us communion as a place for sinful people to come, people like you and people like me, where we can come and we can confess our sin. And so it basically means I agree with God, right? Just saying, God, I've blown it in, in this way and in that way. Would you forgive me? And then we take bread and we eat it, and we drink the cup, and as we do, we remember Jesus. We remember the price that was paid, and then we remember as well that on the cross, right, as he's taken our sin upon him, he said, it is finished. It means your sins, your sin debt has been paid in full. You are forgiven. So we come, we confess our sins, we lay down our sin before him, we ask for and remember the, the giving of God's grace, and we walk out from here and into 2021 reassured and confident that we're free, that we are forgiven, that we are cleansed, just as if we never sinned. It's like that's been expunged, right? It's been, it's been uh, made new again. And so we're going to have an opportunity to celebrate that. Uh, you should have a little uh, cup like this that was on your seat when you came in. Here's what we're going to do. There's, and and there's, it's like a two-step thing, right? The, the first one uh, reveal, reveals, kind of pulls back the wafer, and then there's the cup. But before we do that, I'm going to give you a couple minutes. We're going to put on uh, some quiet instrumental music just for a couple minutes, and I'm going to give you a little time just to be with the Lord and just to pray. And it's, it's, it's meant to be an opportunity just to say, God, first of all, like, is there, what sin do I need to confess right now? How do I need to come clean before you? And as God brings stuff to mind, maybe you don't even have to think. You're like, well, I kind of kind of know. But I mean, like, if that's the case, then, then just confess it and say, God, would you forgive me for this? Would you forgive me for lying? Would you forgive me for, you know, lust? Would you forgive me for stuff, anger? Would you forgive, whatever, the stuff that's going on that, that God brings to mind. Just, just confess it to him. And just, just set it before him, and then we'll take a couple minutes just to be able to pray, and then when we're done, I'll lead us to, to take the wafer and to drink the juice. And as we do, we'll remember Jesus. We'll cast that sin down and be reminded that it is no more. He is the God that blots out our transgressions and completely forgives and removes our sin. All right, so just take just a minute and, uh, and, and pray and confess, and then I'll come up and, and guide us through communion.
All right, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26 says this. So the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had broken it, he gave, he gave thanks, and then he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Would you go ahead and take the bread? Jesus says, this is my body, which is given for you. As you eat it, remember him. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is like my blood, which is being poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. Take it and drink it, and as you do, remember Jesus. pray together. Father, we just uh, we just come as sinful human beings, people that have so easily and so often gone our own way and missed the mark. And we come, though, as people confident and so thankful for Jesus and for uh, a Savior that would love us enough to come for us so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be free, so that we can have our sins and transgressions blotted out literally that you make us just as if we never sinned. And so we just, we confess our sin to you, Lord. We, we lay those things down before, um, at your feet before Jesus. And we pray, God, afresh that you would just come and forgive and restore and heal and just blot out that sin. We know you do. We thank you for communion uh, that reminds us as we trust in Jesus that we are forgiven, period. I pray, God, that the, the sin and the guilt and the shame and the stuff that so often weighs on our shoulders, that we could just cast that down this morning in front of the cross and that we could walk out of here free and assured of new life and just restored in our relationship with you to walk into 2021 uh, fresh and clean and new. God, I thank you. You tell us that as we put our trust in you, uh, that we are made new, that the old has gone and the new has come. Lord, we step into that with you and we commit this year, we commit ourselves to you. We pray, God, that you would come, Lord Jesus, come and lead us and guide us, come and shape us and make us more and more like you. We need you, we love you. Again, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your grace, your forgiveness, and your love that's offered free of charge to us, to any that would receive it. And so we just receive it now afresh, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, is this on still? Yeah. I just, uh, I just think so often we just need that reminder of his grace and his love and his forgiveness that we can we can uh, put that sin down and just be done with it. Like you said, forget the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing in you. So looking forward to walking into that uh, together.
guess I'll just do one more reminder. I love the, there's a verse that says, he's taken our sin, he's hurled it into the deepest part of the sea, right? Uh, he, is, he has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west, which how far is that, by the way? Forever, right? He's, he is, for those that trust in Christ, he completely removes our sin. And we are made clean. And I, for one, am pretty thankful about that. How about you? Second thing I want us to kind of focus in on a little bit here. Verses 20 uh, and 21. And this is like uh, just cool. I mean, but he just says, you know, I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people. And then this is like bonus material here. He says, my chosen, the people who I formed for myself so that they may proclaim my praise. Now, that's, it's, it, he's, he puts it in there almost parenthetically, right? Just kind of in parentheses almost. But I have to say, think about that. Think of what he's saying. He's saying, I have formed people for myself. For what purpose? So that they may what? Praise, right? They may proclaim my praise. God's giving, if you've ever wondered why you're here, what's the purpose of life? Well, your creator tells you, right? He's like, you are created to praise. You're created to worship. You're created to enjoy relationship and proclaim my praise with God. <coughs> Don't you hate it when communion goes down wrong? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's a little bit too much information. I apologize. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, that's, it's a fascinating, he's, he's basically saying you're created for my glory and to worship me and to know me and to draw near to me. It's interesting, five times, this is uh, in addition to this, but five times in Isaiah 43 and 44, uh, God also says to his people, he says, you are my witnesses. Should, should remind us of the Acts series we just got done with, right? Uh, but it's, 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 it's almost like God saying, you know what, you're here to be my witnesses, to proclaim my praise, and you're here to do it in front of other people, right, to other believers, that's called encouragement. Right, you're, you're, you're called to proclaim my praise to people that aren't even believers yet. That's called evangelism. And you're called to proclaim my praise back and reflect it back to me. That's called worship, right? It's the whole reason we're created is to proclaim his praise wherever we are, what, no matter what time of day it is, whatever we're doing, is that we are called, we're made, in fact, to proclaim his praise and his glory and his goodness. As I mentioned earlier, right, we've spent a lot of time this year proclaiming the dread of 2020. And I just, uh, just as a bonus, remembering that this is why we are here, I'm just like, man, I wonder if before we go into 2021, if we shouldn't spend a few minutes actually praising God, actually thanking God, actually worshiping God for who he is and what he's done, his goodness, even in the midst of 2020. Because I'll tell you what, and, and I know the first thing that we typically do when we think about that is like, yeah, but you don't know how hard my life has been this year. Yes, right? I mean, I will agree. I will give full, yeah, yes. I mean, yes, I know your life has been hard. My life, it's, it's been a tough year. And yet, if you are here and you have breath in your lungs, you have things to praise God for. There are ways that you and I not only can, but we are created for and called to proclaim praise to God. It's part of how we magnify the Lord instead of magnifying the problems, right? And so I wonder, if, again, before we, we go any further, if we shouldn't just stop and pray together and spend some time just proclaiming the praises of the God who made us, who has saved us, who has provided for us, who has on and on and on and on. 
So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stretch your stretch your uh, your box, your comfort zone a little bit here, but that's okay. Uh, but I'm going to ask that you pray and that you pray out loud. This is going to be, some of you I know, you're like, oh man, I was waiting for this. I'm out. No, no, stay. Sorry. But, but I'm going to, we're going to stand up. Go ahead and stand up with me. If you're at home, you can participate from home too. That's, that's cool. Stand up. Don't be shy. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to, to pray together, but, but to pray prayers of praise and thanksgiving. Now, this is not the time, just, just for review, is this the time to ask God for things? Is this the time to talk about how bad the year has been? No. This is time, the only thing I want to hear coming out of our mouths are, God, I thank you for, or God, I praise you for, and then whatever that God puts on your heart, okay? I'd love it if pretty much all of us could chime in at some time. We're just going to pray together, maybe a bunch of us just kind of jump in and just, God, praise you for, or I thank you for this, and just let that kind of bubble up in your heart as worship given back to God, okay? You with me? Let's pray together, and, and feel free to jump in. We'll just kind of pop around the room and, and do that, and I will close when we're done. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us, that you are good, that you are consistent, that you are provider, and the one who loves us with an ever, a, a never-ending love. Uh, thanks for your grace and your mercies. Thanks for uh, the purpose that you, that you pour into our lives. Thanks for, uh, for being a God who never leaves us or abandons us, but leads us, and, and, uh, and a, a God that we can trust and know that you are working for for the good of those who love you. Lord, thank you uh, that there is a home waiting for us. Thank you for, for saving us and rescuing us. Thank you for dying for us, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for coming and filling our lives and, and, uh, and leading us and guiding and working through us in ways uh, that are just amazing for your kingdom. Thanks that you have brought us into a, a little family of believers that we can, uh, that we can grow with and, and do ministry with and uh, live out your purposes with together, God. We thank you for the ways that you sharpen us and grow us and shape us and stretch us and use us even uh, together in the church. We love you, God. We, we could keep going forever, and we will one day. <laughs> but we, uh, we just give you praise for being such a great God. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. Thanks, everybody. It's good. Sometimes we just need to do that <laughs> from time to time, right? We just need to stop and the crazy merry-go-round and just stop and just focus in on God and his goodness to us and just praise him for who he is to proclaim uh, his praises. Third thing, and this has, this has like two parts that I'm going to focus in on. And, and uh, yeah, the first one, the first one is this. Uh, it, it has to do with offerings, which is kind of a part of how we worship, kind of bringing ourselves back to God, all we are, all we have, and kind of surrendering or offering ourselves back to God in worship. Verses 22 through 24 says, it says this, it says, you have not called on me, Jacob. You've not wearied yourself for me, Israel. You've not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices. He says, I haven't burdened you with grain offerings or wearied you with demands for incense. In other words, God's saying, I've been pretty lax. I haven't been requiring a ton from you. He says, but you have not brought any fragrant uh, calamus, any fragrant offerings for me, nor have you lavished on me even the fat of your sacrifices. In other words, he's saying, you haven't even done the minimum. You haven't even brought back leftovers to my house. You haven't been putting me first. You haven't really been worshiping. You haven't been sacrificing your time to come and worship. You haven't been sacrificing your time to, 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 to pull, push stuff to the side and to pray. And you haven't even been sacrificing even a little uh, with all, out of all that I've provided for you. 
I know that talking about, you know, giving, offerings, any of that kind of stuff makes us a little uncomfortable at times, <laughs> but, uh, but it's right here in the middle of the passage. I, I couldn't not uh, address it when it's so critical and, like I said, so central to this passage. God sort of makes a big deal out of it, so I just want to focus in on it for a second. But it's a theme that runs all the way throughout the Bible, right? From, from beginning to end, God is, is always kind of calling us and trying to transform his people to be generous and gracious to others in the same way that he has been generous and gracious to us. And it, and it plays out in relationships with one another, even the way that, that God teaches us to pray, right? Forgive as you have been forgiven. It's the same kind of theme, right? He says, for, it's the same kind of theme. Be generous and gracious to others in proportion to the ways that God has been generous and gracious to us, right? It, it plays out all throughout Scripture. And, and one of the ways is through finances. And so I'll just hit this. There's more. It's not just finances, but that's one of the ways that he talks about. If you've ever heard us talk about tithe uh, is, is one of those words. It, it, it's proportionately giving back a percentage. A tithe means literally in the Hebrew, it's like one, uh, one letter away from 10, right? It means a tenth is what it means. It's taking the first 10% of, your, uh, of what God provides for you and giving it back to God as an offering, as a way of just laying it before him and saying, God, we're thankful for all that you have provided for us. And so we offer this back to you as a way to say, God, we're yours, right? I, you, you've given us so much, and this is just a way that we can give back to you. It's a percentage of the way that God has been gracious and generous to us that we pour back to others. There's, and there's, it's more than that. It's not just to God, but it's to, to people, to those that are poor, to all kinds of things. But it's that kind of proportionate sort of uh, kind of giving back, reflecting back who God is and, and, and laying that and offering ourselves back before him that's taught throughout the Bible. And it's one of those that we don't really like to do because as Americans, we don't really like to live this kind of thing out, right? They say that the, the average uh, American churchgoer, and this is in Bible teaching churches and whatever else, gives about 2 to 3%, right, uh, of their income that they give back to God. And so this is a stretch for a lot of us, uh, but it's, it goes throughout Scripture. It goes hand in hand with worship, right? It's a, it's a big deal. Jesus talks about it and says, man, when, when wherever your treasure is, whatever we spend and hoard and say whatever, wherever it is that we put our money is where our heart goes. Our heart is drawn towards what we treasure. And so this is one of those things that if we spend 100% of it on ourselves, on me and my family, then what does that mean about where my heart probably goes? What's my heart focused on? What's most important in my life? Me, 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 right? And so God, one of the ways that God kind of breaks that is he said, Bring the first, and this is what we're talking about in here, offering. In an agrarian culture, that would be bringing lambs and sheep and cattle or whoever, off, you know, sometimes grain or whatever else. They'd bring back their first fruits of that, and they would lay it before the Lord as a part of their worship. And that's such a big deal. But it's not just money, but that's, but that's part of it, right? It's that generosity. But he goes on to say, man, you're not, even, you're not even coming back in worshiping. You're not coming back in praying. You're not seeking me. You're not wearying yourself, serving and following whatever else. There's underneath all this is sort of this idea of surrender, right? Of, of surrendering all that we are, all that we have, whatever, back to God and saying, God, I'm all yours. Worship is surrender, right? Worship really is. In fact, Romans 12 talks about this, right? Where it says, uh, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. That is worship. 
offering ourselves to God. Even the term that we use for offering, right, it, it literally means to surrender. It's, that's, that's what it is. It's a surrender sort of piece. And so, uh, in just a minute, I'm going to challenge you, and I know this is a stretch, like I said, for a lot of us. I'm going to challenge you, and challenge me, challenge all of us, to bring an offering to God. And let me, let me talk a little bit about what that might mean. Some of us might be like, you're like, dude, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, I got, that's, that's fine. Uh, that's not a big deal. But, but, uh, but maybe, you, maybe you've got your checkbook, maybe you've got whatever, and you want to bring an, a year-end offering to God. We've got an offering box in the back. Uh, in, in a second, I'll give some instructions about how you can do that. M- maybe you want to do it online, and, and if so, that, that's fine too. Uh, maybe it's just the idea of it, like if that makes sense. Like maybe God's going to speak to you here about a particular area of your life, or it could be financial, it could be prayer-related, it could be the way you're seeking Him, it could be whatever else that you want to write on your communication card, and maybe that's your offering to God today. It's like, God, whatever it is that you're holding back, whatever it is that you're, that, that, that's standing in the way uh, moving forward into 2021, would you, would, would you consider surrendering or offering that to God? Write it out and then follow through on it, but write out, uh, again, it could, be, it could be all kinds of things, and then uh, after we have a chance to receive something from God, I want you to, to, to go back and put something in the box as well, just something that represents what God's asking of you, and it represents you saying, God, I'm in. I surrender. I'm all yours. Does this make sense? Am I, am I pegging people's weird meter talking about money? Not, not trying to, but at the same time, it's such, like I said, our hearts are linked to our money, and so we have to we have to sometimes, for the good of our souls, talk about what this means. And part of worship is surrendering ourselves, all that we are, all that we have, whatever else is saying, God, I'm all in. So the question is, what is God asking of you today? And would you be willing to bring that as an offering to Him? Hold on, though. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. The second thing I want to just just highlight, and I'm going to come back to, is uh, where it starts out, that where God says, don't dwell on the past, but he says, see, I am doing a new thing. He said, now it springs up. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And here's what I just want to say. It's God has plans for you in 2021, and he has plans for all of us. And it's not plans to harm us. It's not what he's trying to get from us. Does God need our money, by the way? Does God need anything from us? No. But he wants our hearts. He wants to lead us in, in the way that's best for us and in a way that brings him great glory, right? And so, and, and so there's, there's a surrendering piece of this, but there's also just sort of a preparation of saying, God, what do you have for me? How do you want me to live? What direction do you want me to go in 2021? And surrendering and praying those things and just saying, and even just being open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and to him, God speaking to us in the upcoming year. Well, uh, we, we started this last year, and we're going to have an opportunity to do this again, where we've printed up a whole bunch of Bible promises on cards. And, uh, and I w- here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if you would be willing to come up today. Again, we're going to have some time to pray uh, and that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to come up just with a heart that's expectant and say, God, would you, would you give me a verse? And we, they're random. There's no, I'm not going to see you coming and pick a specific, like, God might do that, but I'm not doing that, right? Like, and, 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 and we're just, we'll kind of shuffle them up, and you can pick one out, you know, pick a card, any card kind of thing, and then I'm going to, we're going to read it to you, and then we're going to pray that, that scripture verse over you and pray blessing over you, 
as you head into 2021 because we feel like God has something new and something good and something better for you as you head into this new year. It's time to forget the past, right? We've, we've already celebrated communion and celebrated the freedom and the new life that comes from Christ, right? And, uh, and, and we've received his grace afresh. So forget what's behind. Let's look ahead and let's go expectantly, submitted, surrendered, and open, even, even hungry, seeking God and saying, God, what do you have for me? Come and receive a promise. We'll pray over you. Uh, we'll put masks on so you don't need to worry. Uh, but we'll pray over you. And then as you go back to your seats, why don't you stop and bring an offering to God again. That's in the box in the back. And then go back to your seats. We'll put on some music. And you can just spend a few minutes um, connecting with the Lord. We've got to, I'll pray when we get done, when, when everybody's kind of through. Um, we'll pray, and, uh, and then we've got a closing song, and we'll be done for the day. But I think this could really be kind of a cool time for you to receive from the Lord uh, and, and receive his blessing as well so that he can bring waters to the desert, right? That he can, he can uh, bring you to life like a tree beside streams of water that can grow and flourish like, like grass in a meadow. He says, that's the plans that God has for you. He wants you to flourish and to grow, and I think he's got a word for you this morning. Amen? Well, here's, we'll put on some music, and you can just sit there and pray when you're ready. Why don't you come up, and, uh, and Tina and I, and then I've asked Britt and Ryan as well to come up. We'll, we'll pray for you. We've got a couple of different stations. If we need to, we can break up into more. Um, but uh, come and receive from the Lord. Bring an offering, and then uh, sit back down in your seat if you would.
Can you turn the mic back on? There we go. Awesome. Well, hopefully that was some good time uh, for you. I, for those that, that came up, thank you. And I would encourage you just to hold on to those cards uh, and those verses and kind of stick them in your Bible or put them next to your bed or whatever. Keep reading them and see if God doesn't do something with that. I think God has good plans. I know God has good plans as we move ahead in, uh, into the new year. So let me just pray blessing over you and we've got a closing song and we'll be done for the day. Let's pray.